Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. I want you to ask yourself the question, if you were trapped somewhere, if you were being held hostage, and there was some ransom money that you could pay to get out of it, would you do it? What's the right thing to do? If you could just make a problem go away by just throwing some money at it, even though there was no good reason to throw money at it, would you do it? Well, I ask that question because Paul is trapped in prison in Caesarea for two years. Two years of his life spent just trying to preach the gospel to this governor, Felix, hoping that he will give his life to Jesus and he will be saved. And yet there's an opportunity for Paul to get out. So let's read the story. Reminder, Paul's in prison. He shared his defense. uh, And Felix is basically just kind of holding him indefinitely. Felix just keeps asking him to come talk to him. And we read about, this is what we read last time in Acts chapter 24, verse 25. As Paul reasoned with Felix and his wife about righteousness and self-control on the coming day of judgment, Felix became frightened. Go away, he replied. When it's more convenient, I'll call for you again. Reminder, Felix was scared because Felix is not a good man. Felix does not live a righteous life. Felix indulges in every pleasure under the sun available to him in this world. And so when Paul talked about self-control, Felix said, go away. I don't want to hear about that. Verse 26 continues. Felix also hoped that Paul would bribe him. There it is. Now, what's a bribe? A bribe is when you ask somebody to give you money that you don't deserve so that you can release them from some problem that they didn't uh, ask for for themselves. Paul is completely innocent. He should be set free. Felix has the power to set him free. But rather than just do the right thing and set him free, he asks for Paul to give him money. Verse 26, he also hoped that Paul would bribe him. So Felix sent for Paul quite often and talked with him. After two years went by in this way, Felix was succeeded by Portius Festus. And because Felix wanted to gain favor with the Jewish people, he left Paul in prison. So not only did he not pardon him or let him go or release him when he left as governor, he left Paul in there for the next guy. So Paul has been going at this for two years. Now, reminder, Paul's friends have been coming and ministering to him every single day or quite often. And so we know Paul had an opportunity. He had an opportunity to have them give him some money so he could pay off Felix. And I bring all this up because one of the questions on this card that I've been mentioning comes to mind. Reminder, I've got this card. It's got 10 questions. I read it with an accountability partner. And it says this, since we last met, have you been completely above reproach in your financial dealings? Have you been completely above reproach in your financial dealings? Now, when you think about above reproach, that means have you been perfect? Or think about it this way. If God reviewed your finances, would he say, man, that's great. Or maybe you've got that sweet old grandma and you, you let her review your finances and you, she would say, you've done a perfect job. Well done. I don't know about you, but I have a hard time believing that I would be able to wait two years without bribing somebody. But that's the right thing to do. Felix didn't deserve the money. Paul didn't know it. He didn't need to pay him and he shouldn't have paid them. It would have ruined his Christian witness. So, What does it look like to live above reproach in your financial dealings? Well, I'm just going to give you some general statements 
There are so so many more items. The Bible talks extensively about money. Jesus talks extensively about money and how dangerous it is for our hearts and how if we rely on it, it's this root of all evil. But in general, I would tell you a couple things. Number one, uh, all the money that you have is God's. God owns everything, okay? And if God owns everything, he gives it to you and asks you to manage it for him. It's not yours. It's not mine. We are merely managers of God's money. And so how do we manage God's money well? Well, a couple of simple uh, guidances that might help you. These are not salvation uh, dependent, meaning if you don't do these properly, you still can go to heaven. This is just good Christian practice. Would say 100% of whatever God lets you manage you should live on 80% of it, you should save 10% of it, and you should give 10% away to a local church who's advancing the gospel. So what does that look like? Well, you live on 80%. 80% is a lot. 80% of whatever you have is a lot. It's the vast majority of whatever God's blessed you with. You should save 10%. You should always have a small amount of money just set aside for a rainy day so that you don't have to depend on other people. And you should definitely give money away. Now, you can increase those last two proportions. You could live on 50%, save 25, and give away 25. Uh, but you shouldn't reduce the last two to where you're living on 98%, saving one and giving away one. I want to pray for us to be able to be the kind of Christians who are completely above reproach in our financial dealings. God, you are such a loving God. You've given us so much. You've given us your son. You've given us life. You've given us eternity. And you bless us with resources. You bless some people with more than, more than others, and that's okay. God, I pray that however much we've been blessed with, God, that we would manage it all for you. I pray that you would reveal to us areas of our life where we are not being faithful with our finances. God, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.